Welcome to the Soul Align Business Babes podcast. My name is Susan Francis and I'm a mindset manifestation expert, business coach and mentor helping women quantum leap their business success and make the seemingly impossible a reality. And if you're here, you've been called here for a reason. You know within your soul that you are capable of so much more and I'm here to help you unlock your full potential and manifest your dream life and business. It is my mission to empower female entrepreneurs to connect back to their soul, to their true calling, and to create a business from a place of alignment and purpose. So if you're struggling with hard work and force in your business, then get ready to let go of everything you think you know. It's time to forget all the stress, all the strategies, all the hustle, and instead unlock the secret to manifesting your next level of abundance. Join me as I deep dive into creating a business that flows, teach you how to trust your intuition, create a mindset of abundance, experience more joy, and to learn how to become magnetic to the money and success you desire. I have a down-to-earth, strictly no BS approach and make the woo-woo seem logical and actionable. I know that the knowledge, tools, and insights I share will change your life and the way you approach your business forever, and I'm excited to help you expand. Let's get started. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Solar Line Business Babe podcast. I'm so excited today that we have the beautiful Jackie Garfield joining us, who is a dating and relationship coach. So we're going down a little bit of a different path today. Jackie helps extraordinary women attract their soulmate through her one-on-one and group coaching programs and her signature DARE framework. Her compassionate, no-nonsense approach empowers clients to trust their innate wisdom and make decisions that support their growth and healing. Jackie is a number one Amazon international best-selling contributing author to the anthology, The Art and Truth of Transformation for Women. Amazing. She lives in Milwaukee with her husband and stepdaughter. Welcome, Jackie. Welcome. Thank you. So excited to have you here. Well, that was the formal intro, but tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me a little bit about you, what you do, who you work with. Tell me all the things. Yeah. I love helping women combine the mystical of manifestation with practical dating advice to attract the love of their life. So kind of an interesting path, how I landed here. Um, I actually started as a health coach because I was going to coach people on dieting and weight loss. Um, so I trained as a health coach, um, loved everything about coaching. And as I got into it, decided, hmm, I don't think dating's the thing or dieting is the the thing for me anymore, personally, I just said tried and failed and tried and failed. So actually then wound up becoming an intuitive eating counselor. So ditching the diets and being comfortable with yourself just as you are. So I found that to be just a theme. It wasn't about the food. It was about who you are, loving yourself as you are, and not worrying about what society and everybody else tells you, right? You need to look a certain way. You need to be a certain way. Um, and so through, through that work, it just kind of, I felt more drawn to help women own who they are and um, love everything about themselves and kind of get to a really confident place so that they can attract the love of your life because it all starts there. Um, throughout my journey as well, I met the love of my life and leveraged the law of attraction and manifestation to uh, bring him into my life. And uh, nothing could make me happier than helping other women do the same, really feel confident in who they are and owning their worth and value and then going and finding that perfect partner for them that changes your life. 
I love that. That's beautiful. And, you know, this is the thing. I normally talk about business, but let's face it, love is what makes the world go round, right? Like yeah. it's all about love and, um, you know, at the core of everything we do, it, it all comes back to love. And I love that you manifested your partner. I mean, I'm sure there's like so many women out there listening to this going, tell me all the things. How the hell do you manifest the love of your life? So yeah. I guess, you know, Tell us a little bit about how you manifested the love of your life um, and, you know, how, how do you help women do that now? Um, so my story kind of um, interesting but probably resonates with a lot of people. Found myself, right, I, I was really wanted to be married. I wanted to have kids and um, was not all that good at dating. <laughs> so I kind of had to learn to date, um, did the online dating thing. Met someone really great, thought he was the one. And as time went on, just started to realize perhaps this wasn't my person and uh, felt like I had perhaps compromised a little too much, like a little something here, a little red flag there. And, you know, but overall, he's great. And I don't know, I, I thought, you know, relationships are about compromise, right? Um, which they are to a degree, um, but I was compromising my values and what I knew I was going to need in a, in a long-term relationship um, to hang on to that relationship because I had invested the time, right? And I was 38 and, you know, clock was ticking and I had to, you know, it's, you, you feel that strong pull to stay. And so I decided that that was not going to be the right relationship for me. So moved on from that. And at that point, was pretty clear about who I wanted and what I wanted and why I wanted it. And I think that's kind of the first big step. Um, I think a lot of women kind of haphazardly, you know, well, I'll know it when I see it or when I find it. And kind of that's the first piece is really knowing what you want, knowing what you desire and going after it unapologetically. So that's kind of the first piece. I, I had my kind of like tell story. I had my list of 40 attributes that I wanted in a partner and I wrote it all down wow. on paper. That's cool. I wrote I love it on paper. Uh, you know, a handwritten on paper, I folded it in half, I put it behind a little vision board of just some pictures of couples doing things that I wanted to do with my future partner. Um, and I just kind of every morning took a few moments, looked at that picture, just really connected to all the energy and feelings of having him right in my life. And then I moved on with my day. And I went out and took the action, right? I dated, I was open to being introduced to people. I you know, went and tried new activities. You just never know who you're going to meet or when you're going to meet them. Um, and I was also online dating. And so I think once I got that you know, self-love piece down, I wasn't in a hurry because I had already kind of compromised and wasted some time. So I was willing to wait for the right person. Um, and fortunately, it didn't take all that long. Um, <laughs> he showed up a short six months later, um, after I kind of started all this process. So, um, he is pretty much 98% of my list, which is amazing. Um, that's going to be my question. How many boxes did he tick off the list of 40? Yes. How many did he tick? Right. <laughs> well, and a few months after dating, I showed him the list and he just was like, oh, okay, it's creepy. And how cool, like someone was looking for someone exactly like me. So, <laughs> so beautiful. Amazing. So beautiful. But I would also add, um, I wasn't rushing into it, right? Like I wasn't like, yes, he's the one. I was still very doing the evaluation. And that's the practical piece of it, right? Like 
yes, I have my list. And it was like, oh, this is looking good. This is looking good. Like, you know, maybe he's the one, but I didn't get overly excited about it. I continued to date until, right, we decided to be exclusive and, you know, just let it unfold. I didn't rush it. And I think that's the thing too. It's when you want something so badly, you want it to happen yesterday. And I, that's an important piece of the puzzle too, is to just let it unfold and still be you, go do your things and, you know, not just hang every hope on, oh, this is the one, this is the one. And that's a hard thing to do when you're really excited about starting your life with someone, right? Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's an important piece that when you're manifesting or calling in anything, that neediness that I have to get this thing in order to fulfill me is just all riddled with lack. You know, whenever we need anything, we're doing ourselves a disservice. Whenever we need anything, we're repelling it. Like if you need a partner to make you feel whole and complete, then you're pushing it away because you're looking for it to fill a void. Just as if you, you know, have a business goal and you need it, you need to sign the clients, you need to hit a certain financial goal to feel okay within yourself, you're repelling it, you know. So it's that pure desire. But I just wanted to kind of backtrack a little bit because I know a bit about your story. And so... I love, I love that you wrote that list and I love you had a vision board. I love all those things. But there was a bigger piece before that that's kind of like the, the whole feeling worthy, feeling deserving of actually having that, right? Um, Can yeah. you talk, us, talk to us a little bit about that? Because I feel like, um, you know, I feel like there's probably a lot of women out there that, 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 that settle or that don't believe that what they truly desire when it comes to perhaps a relationship or uh, yeah. is, is available to them. Um, you know, I know you shared about that you, you struggled with diets and, and weight and things like that. So do you, could you just talk a little bit about that whole self-worth, self-love piece and how that played a part? Yeah. Well, I think particularly for me, and I know, right, I'm sure there are other women out there like me, um, recovering people pleaser. <laughs> so raised to, you know, do the right thing. It's, you know, consulting with parents, loved ones, whoever, people who care, people who are older and wiser, right, about what you should do. And so I think we all are kind of conditioned to go along with what society tells us we should want. So, or tells us how we need to be in order to have the thing. Um, And so a lot of it is just releasing that, right, that hold that that has on you and truly connecting inside with, what do I want? Right. And, and knowing that you can have it. Um, so I think there's that kind of dating because we're wanting a certain trait or, you know, he's got to make more than me. He has to be taller than me. He, right. Whatever all these things are, but it's like, how does he treat you? Do you, can, you know, can you guys communicate well? It's like, we're, I don't know. I just feel like we focus a lot on the external stuff and less on what will truly make you happy. Right. On the inside. Um, so what, once you kind of, and I mean, a lot of it is just making a decision, right? Like recognizing what's happening and saying, do I want to continue to live for other people or do I want to live for myself? Right. At that decision point, then you start to look at what do I want asking yourself and actually making decisions that support what you want and not making decisions that support what other people want for you. Um, and so that often includes, right? Like, we said the weight loss stuff, right? Like, oh, I need to lose weight in order to attract the guy that I want because, you know, the kind of guy that I want isn't going to like someone like me, right? And these are just 
silly stories that we tell ourselves that are not based in truth at all. So a lot of it is looking at, and I'm sure, right, people who follow you are going to know about, you know, looking at what are these stories that we're telling ourselves and how do we disprove these, right? Because they're really not true. And so a lot of my process that I work with clients too is, again, what are these stories that you're telling yourself about why you can't have what you want? And then from that place, right, look at each one and go, is that really true? And why do I think that, right? And do I want to change it? Do I want to continue thinking this way or do I want to have a, a better experience? And so it's it's like that. And right, every woman has a different story about why they don't think they're worthy. It's right, family history of unsuccessful relationships or even their own history of unsuccessful relationships. Um, so it's looking at that for each individual and figuring out what the thing is and just releasing it and allowing all that you deserve and more to come to you because it is yours. It can be yours and it should be yours if that's what you want. I love that. I love that. So, so tell me what are the, what are the, what are the main reasons or blocks you see that, that women struggle with, you know, that, that stops them from calling in the love of their life or their soulmate? Yeah. Um, And we already, I know we already kind of talked about them a little bit, right? So um, the big one for me and for people who like to work with me, because, you know, drawn to my, my lived experience, but um, feeling like they need to change who they are, or maybe not quite be their quirky self and, you know, in an effort to avoid being rejected. Right. Um, But when you're kind of misleading from the start, when, you know, then you're not, the person who you're with doesn't know the whole you and that's not right. You're kind of setting yourself up for failure there. So um, again, that's why it goes back to owning all of you, all the quirkiness, all the things, because there is someone for everyone. I truly wholeheartedly believe there's someone for everyone and they are going to love your, your quirkiness and your you know weirdness. We all have it <laughs> in varying degrees. <laughs> what makes us unique? Well, it does. I mean, if we're all the same, how boring would that be? Exactly. Um, but it's, but it's, and I think that goes back to that, right? Society's ideal that, you know, you need to be normal and, you know, you can't have these weird quirky things because that's not desirable. And it's like, no, everybody, you know, we yeah. need to kind of take that narrative out of the scenario because everyone, there is someone for everyone. Everyone is unique. And there is going to be someone who loves that crazy quirky thing about you. There is. And so the longer we hang on to this, I have to be a certain way in order to be lovable or desirable the harder it is to find that person because you're kind of putting it out there like, Oh, no one's going to like my, you know, weird quirky thing. And then, right. You continue to block having that love come to you. Um, I think some of the other pieces too, which kind of talked about a little bit um, is not listening to your intuition. So I didn't do that for a really long time. You, you know, kind of, like I said, a little red flag here, little, you know, something there, you're like, mm, and you feel it, you feel it in your body. And, but then your brain is like, no, no, it's no big deal. It's a little thing. I can live with that. But then as those compound, you kind of compromise yourself into the wrong relationship. And then it's really hard to leave because we've what already invested things, all this time. Could you give us some examples of what some of those little red flags were for you or some of those, if you do you remember any of them? Those I, little- I do. <laughs> Like what are those? Because obviously, like you know, to live with another human, whoever that is, 
um, you know, it can be challenging at times because, like you said, we right. all have our own quirks and habits and there's there's always going to be, you know, it's, it's difficult to... Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be things that are going to probably annoy you or bug you or about right. someone else. So right. no matter who that is, right, whether it's a flatmate or a partner or, right. um, you know, whoever you live with. But so so what do we kind of go, oh, that's just, you know, I can, I can live with that. Or what, are, what are the things that, that were right. flags for you that you ignored, that your intuition yeah. was telling you? Yeah. Mm. I mean, for, for me, um Right. I have kind of my, my list and this was all right on my, my list. Um, but I just, I value integrity and doing the right thing. And so, you know, if there's like a little, oh, well, I'll just, you know, fib on my taxes or, you know, just little things that speak to who they really are. And, you know, how does that then? I know it's like, well, that, is that really about the relationship? No, but yes, if you combine finances and that's a problem, <laughs> if you're not one to fib on your taxes um, or just, right. I guess that's one example that kind of comes to mind, but you know, I, what about, you know, communication and, and openly being able to share without the person feeling attacked and to the point where you don't feel comfortable sharing things anymore. So are you able to be 100% honest with your partner? And if not, Right. I mean, it seems like, oh, well, it's, you know, I, I just, I found myself making a lot of excuses for it's okay that I don't, can't totally be honest with this person because there's all these other great things. <laughs> but what are those things for you? Right. And I mean, I'd like to think communication and integrity and some of these other things are as important to other people as they are to me, but I recognize they're not. So I have like a whole, you know, worksheet that I go through with clients where they can kind of identify, like, what are those deal breakers? What are those things that the minute someone shows me that they're not in alignment with me, I know that it's time to exit, right? And then having the courage to do so, which is another hard piece. Yeah. So having a really clear list, not so much attributes and needs to be six foot three and and whatever, right. which right. was which was one of my attributes. <laughs> No, it's, it's not that. It's just that I'm tall. I'm almost six foot. So, so I did, you know, I did ultimately desire a tall man. But it, okay. anyway, um, but but it's it's the values. It's the it's those it's those things. It's not it's not needs to be six foot three, blonde hair, blue eyes, super goes to the gym five days a week necessarily. Um, yeah. It's more about you know honesty, integrity. Like, what are those things that you know perhaps political views, religious views, would it be those sorts right. of things? What would be sort of the things on your list? Like what are the things that you think are really important? Um, I mean, it, for me, lifestyle, right? Do you want to live in the same place and live in the same way? Is yeah. one of you a hermit and one of, one of you want to travel? Like long-term, yeah. that might be okay initially, right? But long-term, probably not going to work because one of you is going to, unless you're both very independent and have no problem you know, traveling with your girlfriends if your partner wants to stay home or whatever the, the case is, right? So kind of that lifestyle piece of where you want to be and how you want to live. Mm. Um, obviously, the communication thing. Uh, none of us can read minds as much as we wish we could. <laughs> Maybe a few of us can. Um, so being able to say the hard things and hopefully having a partner in return who isn't immediately going to go on the defense and take it personally, but see it as an opportunity for you two to get 
more on the same page or right understand each other better even if you don't agree with each other um talked about right the the integrity the doing on to others having empathy for others was really important to me um because i am i'm very much again recovering people pleaser but also i really enjoy helping people and so it's important for my partner to be able to empathize with others and be able to put themselves in someone else's shoes um and see that the world isn't only right from their perspective was an important piece for me. So those are a couple of things for me anyway. I'd like to think those are universal, but they might not be, you know, everybody's got their. Yeah. Values. I guess everyone's got, everyone's got different values. Um, right. I mean, yeah, there's, there's, so I guess it's just about recognizing knowing what yours are and being very clear that you can attract a partner <laughs> that has right. those same things, right. That is on the same page with those things. You don't have to compromise. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and I think dating is, I mean, it is a numbers game to a certain extent. And so you do have to get out there. You're not going to meet Mr. Wonderful on date two or the second guy you meet online. (laughs) Mine was the first guy I met online. Well, look at you. I did not have such success. (laughs) Can happen. Can happen. It can happen. It absolutely can. But right. Odds are not always in that, that camp. So it's, you know, expecting, like, what are your expectations to, right? Expecting that, yeah, I might have to meet a dozen guys or more. And there are going to be weirdos and there are going to be people who misrepresent themselves. And, you know, there are going to be people who I initially really liked, but two months in go, nope, you know, they've shown me who they are and it's time to move on. So um, again, that's where that really being confident in who you are and what you're looking for and why, right? Why do you want it? Because this is forever, right? assuming you're marriage minded. And so it's, it's really important not to compromise on some of those key, key things that are really who you are, right. Part of who you are. So what, what are some of the, like, say, what are the top three shifts that women need to make to magnetize the love of their life? Well, what are those, would there be three kind of key shifts that you think women need to make or generally Um, women you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I, again, it, it's it's all kind of interrelated, right? Um, self-love, love, love, love. And if you're having a hard time with that, which it's not, I'm not suggesting it's an easy thing to love and trust and honor everything that you are and who you are, because you know, we are all bombarded with messages all day long that tell us how we could be better and what we could be doing differently. And um, tuning out that noise, I think is really important and really turning into turning inside and looking at what makes me a great partner. What do I have to offer? And really connecting with that, like I'm a catch, right? Everybody's a catch. And so how do you then show up in the world as that person? And I think, right. People are, com- people are attracted to confidence, and so the more confident you can feel day to day and owning your, what makes you special and unique and what makes you a great partner is really, really important as you're out there dating. Can I ask from, from a sort of an energy magnetic magnetism manifestation point of view, why is that self-love so important? Um, well, if you don't love yourself, you're probably going to attract someone who is perhaps doesn't love themselves and is willing to do compromise 
themselves, put them in situation that they shouldn't be in. Um, so I think that's right. There's a risk there of that. So that was one of the shifts, uh, the self-love. Yeah. What are a couple yeah. of the other major shifts that women need to make to call in the love of their life? Um, and while you were talking about kind of the energy piece, right? So we can talk about that a little more because that yeah. is very central to manifestation in general. Um, if you're in a desperate, grabby, right, energy, you're going to repel what it is you're looking for. So how do you get into a relaxed, just sense of knowing he's coming? We are on our way to each other. I mean, that was, I kind of told you my story earlier, excuse me, about the vision board and, you know, just kind of connecting with that visual, but that wasn't what it was for me. Um, Because I'm actually kind of dabbling in human design a little bit, which I know we've kind of talked about a little bit. Um, And I'm a non-specific manifester. So writing down my list is very specific. And so while I did that, I didn't look at that list every day and go, yep, yep, yep. These are the things I'm going to have, right? This is what I'm looking for. And I'm going to find him. That list was very much in the background. It was looking at imagery that made me feel a certain way. Yeah. Got me into an energy of, and I just kind of had a conversation with my future husband every morning and said, just kind of closed my eyes and said, I'm out, you know, I'm on my way to you. I'm coming. I'm ready for you. Right. And just being in that, that energy of we're going to do all these amazing things together and just feeling how happy I was going to be when we were together and when we finally met and just kind of letting him and the universe know, like, we're going to find each other. It's done. Like there are no questions. Right. Um, so certainty and expectancy, right. That's what I kind of get from that. It's like, Oh, I just got tingles. It's like, it's like feeling, feeling like it's done, being able to imagine it and go there and feel the emotions of it before it's done, before it's done. That deep sense of knowing that because I am worthy, because I can have anything I desire, because I choose it, it is done. There's no sense of needing to prove it or earn it or somehow show that you're worthy of it. You were able to actually feel it and know that it was done. Right. But then letting it go, right? That's kind of the last piece of it. Because if you sit and think about it all day long, you know, it's just that constant thinking about it, thinking about it. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. You, I don't know. It just, that feels, that feels a little little desperate on the the desperate energy side too. So there is a piece of feeling it, knowing it's, you know, knowing it's done and then going on with your day and that, right. Yes, absolutely. Um, because dwelling on it maybe is the right word. Yeah. When you're obsessing over it, you're you're essentially looking for evidence of it, right? Right. So it's like, you know, oh yeah, I feel that feels amazing. But where's my stuff? Where's my stuff? Where's my stuff? Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So it's 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 a deeper sense of knowing. This is what I um, I love, you know, talking about with women and helping them realize it's a deeper sense of knowing that we get to choose. We get to choose what we desire, and when we focus some deliberate energy there we are calling it in we are calling it in we are materializing it it doesn't require you to obsess over it 24 7 when you when you know that you can have anything you want you are able to let go because you know that it is coming right and there's a patience piece there too right (laughs) yeah Um, so, so one of the things that um 
when I did a training, uh, this came up because I did sh- I shared my dating story. One of the things that someone asked me is, well, but you know, when you're like when you're looking for the love of your life, obviously, like you're it's 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 requiring two specific people to come together. So yeah, do you you know what what, what part does patience play? Like, can you manifest it quicker? Like, what are your thoughts and what are your thoughts on all of that? Um, well, um, considering I met my husband fairly quickly, um, you know, it's there, there is, I guess it's a fine line in my mind between, you know, really, I guess wanting, right. You want a commitment. You want, you know, you'd like to meet the love of your life. You want to, you know, get married, whatever, right. Want to have kids, whatever it is that you're looking for. Um, so there's that, that desire there. And then I guess also, like I I kind of talked about before, like having that discernment piece and knowing, just being so certain and solid in what it is you want and knowing when it's time to walk and having the courage to walk when it's like, yeah, maybe, you know, he's really close, but, you know, the longer you spend with someone who's not the one, the further off you push meeting the one. And so you know, I guess learning to know yourself and trusting that gut intuition, which I kind of talked about. And just when you feel it in your gut, it's not right. It's like, listen to it. It's not lying to you. (laughs) Um, Because that will help, right? Reduce the timeline because you are kind of right. But then on the other hand, giving people a chance, right? And not closing the door too quickly because there were a couple instances where I could have walked from my husband, but you know, I took, instead of reacting quickly and, you know, deciding right away, like, ah, okay, I, you know, I'm going to move on. This is just not the thing. I just, I sat with it for a few days and was like, is this really a deal breaker for me? Cause it wasn't on the list. Right. You know, I do recommend having some like, absolutely not. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Deal breakers. So when it's kind of that on the fence, sit with it and listen to your body because your body will tell you, right? Whether it's, you know, something worth hanging out to. And had I ran, I guess I can give an example. He was very, very messy, like very, very messy. And I'm very, very tidy. (laughs) And his house was a mess and I wanted to run. I wanted to run. (laughs) And other women had ran before me, but I, you know, I hung in there because I really liked him and I just let it unfold. And he was willing to, right? I mean, he was a busy single father and he just didn't have time to, you know, it was the last thing he wanted to do was come home, he, you know, clean after a long day of work. And then on days when he had his daughter, he definitely wasn't cleaning because he wanted to hang out with her. So, you know, get to the reason behind why, you know, someone may be the way they are. And our house is nice and tidy now. Like he welcomed my help to clean up the house and he has helped in keeping it clean ever since. But had I walked in and went, oh my God, he's the messiest person I've ever dated and I can't take this and I got to go. I would have missed out on the love of my life because of something that, you know, he's willing to work on and he knows that I prefer a tidy house, right? And so- Hopefully that story illustrates kind of my point about, <laughs> yeah, you know, tidy wasn't on my, my list, right? But it is something that I'm used to and, and like. So how do you navigate that Yeah, as a couple? So. Get a cleaner. Yeah, 
I mean, that works. That definitely works. Yeah. It's on my list. <laughs> but yes, definitely. Yeah. So, so how do you, so I guess who are the kind of women that come to you and how do you help them, you know, on that journey? Like when they come to you, I guess, where sort of are they? How do you really help them navigate this kind of dating and relationship to feel confident and certain that they're calling in the love of their life? How do you yeah. help them do that? Um, so I kind of mentioned it, mentioned it briefly in my, um, my intro, um, but I have what I call a dare framework. And so that's kind of woven throughout all the work that I do with people. Um, so, you know, I guess more generically, we do various journaling exercises, forgiveness exercises, right? Like looking at why you're single now and why you think you're single and what are your thoughts about it, right? And kind of clearing up those stories that we were talking about earlier about why you think you can't have what you want um, and just kind of right, cleaning some of that stuff up, if you will. Um, I have right meditation because I think that just repetitive nature of hearing and just right focusing on what it is you want and why you want it. And some of it is even just self-love meditation, right? I am wonderful. I am beautiful, right? And just hearing that over and over, you really, I find, I, I personally embody more easily when I just kind of have that repetitive yeah. um, story in my head. So I love meditation. So I'll do like guided meditations for clients as well. Um, but my signature system is kind of starts with desire. So it's there. So desire. So what do I really want? And it's okay to have that. And so why can't I have it? Right. And then awaken. So what's your current experience been like? Why do you think it's been that way? And a lot of this is to just, there are, there, there can be layers potentially. Um, and then releasing all the reasons, right. Why you think you can't have what you want learning from those experiences so that you, right. Don't repeat the same mistake. If that's not something right. Not experience you want to have again. Like how do we figure out how to not have that again? Um, and then just finally embodying all that, right. Releasing all this stuff and then just embodying that next level of who you are. So, um, it just, right. The client is in charge. It's wherever they are in their journey. I find, um, a lot of women just, they just have, maybe they're hanging on to some old hurt from a previous relationship that we need to kind of shake loose and get rid of. Um, you know, there's right the rejection piece. Like dating is is full of rejection, and so how do we kind of get you make you more rejection proof, right? And that's yeah. really um, feeding your sense of self and making sure you know how freaking amazing you are because rejection is unfortunately right is going to be a part of the deal. So how do we get you to a place where you're able to just let it roll off your back and say, nope, wasn't the one. On to the next. On to the next. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, women definitely aren't conditioned in the in dating to be rejected. Like there's, you know, traditionally, I mean, you know, back in the day when I was younger, um, <laughs> we used to meet men out at bars or wherever, or like, you know, so before before dating apps, before all of that, um, you know, and but it was very much a culture that the guy would come and talk to you. You know what I mean? Like it was like you just stood there and looked pretty or tried to be attractive or whatever it was. <laughs> and right. that the guy would do the approaching and you'd get the you'd have the power to reject. But it wasn't very yeah. often that, you know, women would 
would go up to men. And so we were definitely not trained for that rejection. But, you know, being in business and, and the women that are listening are in business. And one of the things I talk about too, which is, which is, it's the same thing is having that worthiness and value in yourself, or I talk about it in your work, but it's in this situation, it's in yourself so that you're not, it's rejection isn't the problem. It's the meaning that we make up about it, right? And right. often the meaning is when someone says no to me, it means something about me like I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, I'm not lovable, I'm not a there's good coach. There's nothing wrong with successful. me. Yeah, there's something wrong with me. And that's the piece that we need to shift. Right. Yep, um, definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, one question I want to ask you actually, because this is a podcast, you know, um, designed for women who want to have massive impact, massive income, massive wealth, massive abundance. So I suspect that one of the things that might come up for some women and was something that I sort of, I want to say struggled with, but was was something on my mind when I was in the dating world is there is there again, there's this sort of culture that men, the man in a relationship earns more than the woman, right? And no. Being someone for myself, just speaking from my experience, I have always been fiercely independent. I've always wanted my own financial independence. I was never, ever going to be financially supported by a man, and I never have been. Um, there have been times over the last five years that my partner has sort of, I've relied on him a little bit more financially as I've transitioned my from my career into coaching. But at the core of it, it's like, um, I'm here to make millions, baby. Like, you know, it's onward. And so, so that, but I've also, I always felt in the, when I was dating that maybe I was too much for some men, you know what I mean? Like that I was independent. I was opinionated. I never wanted a guy to pay for my, you know, like when, if we were dating, it was like, you pay for this dinner, I pay for the next one. There's no, like, I don't expect you to pay for everything because I'm my own independent woman. And I don't want you to think, you know, it's just, it, it was just important to me that, that, yeah, that those, though, that independence, that financial independence, that my own wealth was always important to me. But I, I suspect but, but I do think that perhaps along the journey it scared some men off. And I was totally cool with that because I knew that they weren't going to be the one. But, but yeah, could you just talk to, because I know that you, you personally can relate to this as well. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, what do, what's your view or what do you think about women who are wanting to, even if they're not right now, wanting to out, not that they want to out-earn their partner, but that have massive freaking goals Yep. And that might be kind of dimming their light, not not being all of them because they don't want to be too much. Can you just kind of, I don't know, give your views on all of that? <laughs> oh, I have views. <laughs> um, yes, to all the things. Um, yes, I have big, huge goals as well. Um, and I, you know, talk about this quite a bit because um, I just think it's really important. I mean, historically, women have made less and we've always been encouraged like find a man to support you or find someone to make more than you um and it's right there are multiple there there are many forms of currency in a relationship is something i like to say right because money is just well money is energy right um but there are many right i have a partner who is so supportive in everything i do he's not rushing me he's not requiring me to go out and you know make a bunch of money tomorrow so that whatever, you know, it's, it's all at my own pace. He supports my decisions and where I want to take my business. 
Um, and that, that support means more to me than right whatever income he may bring in. So my hus- my husband's in the trades. He's, you know, kind of guy's guy, tough guy, like works with his hands and he doesn't make all that much money, but he has all these other wonderful attributes that are so valuable to me that it's like the money thing isn't even a question for me, not to mention I can make my own money. So what do I need him? You know, why do I need to meet someone or be with someone who has more money than me when I can make my own? So it just feels like a very outdated idea that we should be out there looking for someone who's as successful or more successful because with that, you might get someone who is too busy to be present in your relationship. Um, and the business comes first instead of the relationship. And it's important for me for my relationship to come first. So um, I think that's right a, a piece of it. But um, I guess the other piece is putting, we all kind of add to the to the pot of the relationship, right? We all add our value in different ways. If it's right, providing services, right? So we're, we equally do laundry, we equally clean, we equally cook dinner, we, right? All these things like fair exchange in a relationship is really important. Yeah, it's, it's definitely an antiquated idea. It's an outdated idea. And, um, you know, uh, there's plenty of men out there that are so supportive of women and women rising and all that they want to be, right? There are, and there's someone for everyone. So yeah. it's kind of one of those old stories, like we said, that isn't necessarily true, but we still kind of believe it as fact because it's just in our, it's like in our DNA, it's just always the way it's been. And so we're kind of in a new, whole new world here where we need to kind of let go of that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So is there anything else, anything else you'd like to add? Anything else? And also where can, where can women find you? Where can (laughs) women find you? (laughs) Um, So I am on Instagram. Uh, My handle is Jackie Garfield Love. Um, So that's where I post most frequently. Um, Just my thoughts, ideas, and feelings about dating and relationships. Um, and then I have a Facebook, uh, Facebook page as well, which is Jackie Garfield coaching. Um, and then I have my website, which JackieGarfield.com, all kind of in there together, but I do have a free love meditation that I created for women to just start to visualize and imagine the love of their life coming to them. Um, just kind of help with that, that visual journey and connecting to that energy of it is done. He is coming, Right we're going to have this amazing life together. Um, so you can find that at my website as well. Um, JackieGarfield.com slash love meditation. We'll put all, I'll put all those links down in the show notes so that um, people okay. don't have to remember all of that and they can just click a button. So it's a lot. I know. All, all of um, that. There are very few Jackie Garfields, so I should be fairly easy to find. Yeah. All of that again. will be in the show notes. All of that will be in the show notes. So that's awesome. I love that. And yeah, I love, I love a little visualization meditation. It's something that I do daily and it really helps me to activate the energy of what, what I want to call in. So I love yeah. that. So thank you so much for sharing all of that. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it's, this podcast is predominantly around, you know, business manifestation in business, but I mean, love is something that we is important to all of us, no matter what journey we're on. And so I loved everything you shared. It's very much in alignment with everything that I love to talk about. So thank you so much for coming and sharing your wisdom with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. And I thank you all for tuning in. And like I said, all those links will be in the show notes and I will chat again soon. Bye for now.
Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you loved what you heard here and are excited for your expansion. If it resonated with you, then please screenshot this podcast and share it with your friends and hashtag soul aligned business babes. And please rate and review so I can spread the word and keep bringing you more goodness. If you're not already following me on social media, come and join the party for extra inspiration and teachings. I do live trainings in my Facebook group, which you can join at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash You can follow me on Instagram at I am Susan Francis or come to my website at susanfrancis.com.au and download your free manifestation meditation and check out what programs I'm currently offering. I'm so excited you joined me here today and can't wait to share the next episode with you. Until then, remember you are powerful beyond measure and your success is inevitable.